Hey, what's up guys? It's Corey. It's video two, it's week two, and it's part two of the book Stoker. Today we're going to be looking at the 15 C's of life and ministry. And I want to remind you up front is yes, this book was geared towards people in full-time ministry, specifically student ministry, but let's just be really honest. We are all in ministry because we all have people to influence, and we're all inside the kingdom currently expanding the kingdom, making Jesus's name famous. And so let's dive right in. And chapter five was all about the five C's of personal growth and fellowship. Chapter six was about the five C's of church growth and impact. Again, and you're the church because the church isn't just four walls. The church are people, so you are the church. And the and chapter seven, the last chapter in this in this part was the five C's that could rob our purpose and identity. And so chapter five, the five C's of personal growth and fellowship are confidence, um, character, compassion, courage, and commitment. And I just want to focus on compassion because I believe that compassion is exactly in line and the exact example that we see from Jesus. In fact, in scripture, there's five times where the scriptures tell us that Jesus was filled with compassion. And every time he was filled with compassion, it always forced an action. He always did a miracle or met a need. And I find that so encouraging yet so challenging as our heart should break for the same things that break the heart of God. And so are you a compassionate people? And when you see needs in our community, does that drive you to go and meet those needs? Is, is compassion one of those things in your life that, that actually forces an action? That's what compassion means in the Greek. It's the Greek word for bowels. So like when you get food sickness and it forces an action, I know unpleasant illustration here, but the reality is, is, is when you get food sickness and, and it forces an action out, that is exactly what compassion should do in our lives. We shouldn't be driving down the road or we shouldn't be living our lives and go, oh man, I feel sorry for this guy or I feel sorry for that guy or hear a story and be like, man, that, that touches my heart. That feels so so bad for that situation. And th those are good emotions and real emotions, but if it doesn't force an action or a response out of us, it's not compassion that we are feeling in that moment because compassion always requires action. So one of the things that we must remember in our growth and fellowship is that the learner must be active in the process of learning. Remember, John and Judas had the same teacher. And so there's some responsibility that we need to take in our own process of learning to grow and become greater followers of Jesus and greater leaders as people are following us as we follow Christ. In chapter six, we looked at the five C's of church growth and impact. And I want to remind you that you are the church. The church isn't just a building. The church is wherever you are located. And so you're having church right now. And so the five C's of, of church growth and impact are culture, creativity, communication, community, and confrontation. And so what I want to focus on in this short video is the culture that you are creating. Remember, every single one of us creates culture in any area of influence. We create culture in our homes, in our workplaces. And I want to encourage you around this idea that every room you walk in, you are bringing heaven in with you. So do you create joy and peace in your homes? Do you create joy and peace 
in your work environments? Do you create joy and peace everywhere you go? Because as you go, Christ is in you. He's going with you. And uh, I remember this culture piece around our trip to Aruba in 2013. We went to Aruba for this conference. You saw this phrase. They had this phrase all over the island. It said, one happy island. You could get it on t-shirts, hats. Literally, there were banners all over the airports, all over the entire island. One happy island. And so we were in our cab driving to our our hotel. And I asked the cab driver, I said, said, what's all this one happy island thing, these these banners. Why is it everywhere? What, what is it all about? And the story he told was so fascinating. He told us that in 2010, Aruba was um, the least tourist attractive island in the Caribbean. I don't know if I said that phrase right, but you get what I'm saying. In 2010, it had the highest crime rate, so people didn't want to go visit uh, the, 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 the island of Aruba. And so the city got together and they came up with this phrase. And this phrase, they they started plastering it all over the news, all over the island. This phrase became a culture piece that literally changed the attitude and behavior of the people on the island. So much so that by 2013, Aruba had become the highest tourist attractive island in the Caribbean. In three years, it went from the worst or one of the worst to the best in terms of people coming and spending money in their culture. And I thought that was such an important and fascinating revelation, is the words that you speak, you can create a different culture in your work environment. You can create a different culture in your family. It just takes you taking the time to speak it and live it. And that's what chapter six was all about. The last chapter in this part was the five C's that rob our purpose and identity. And those five C's are calling, confusion, complacency, control, and comparison. And I know at Cornerstone, we're a big proponent of understanding our identity in Christ. Now, you need to quit trying out for a position that you already have because we're sons and daughters of the living God. And that is our identity. Our identity isn't based on our behavior or our performance. Our identity is based on the fact that Christ has called us his children. And that's something to celebrate and live in. And the one C in this section that I really want to focus on and challenge us with is this idea around comparison. And the scriptures wouldn't tell us to stop comparing if we didn't all do it. We're all guilty of this. And comparison is one of those things that can really rob us of really walking in the freedom that God has for us. I heard one pastor say it this way, is we oftentimes compare our behind the scenes work with everybody else's highlight reels, or or we compare our chapter five with someone else's chapter 25. And it's not a fair comparison. And what comparison actually does is it's a killer. It kills things. Specifically, it kills joy. It kills your contentment. It kills your humility and it kills your gratitude. And gratitude is what really drives you in life is are are you a grateful person or are you too busy comparing yourself to everybody else that you can't be grateful for the things that we do have? I mean, think about this from a world perspective. We are more wealthy than 99% of the known world. And yet oftentimes as Americans, we're the most upset and most frustrated in where we are. The reality is, is we have to stop comparing and start walking in the confidence of who we are as sons and daughters of God because God created all of us on purpose for a purpose. So that's a brief summary, brief overview 
of part two, chapters five, six, and seven, as we discuss the 15 C's of, of life and ministry. And I hope you were encouraged by it, but I also hope you were challenged by it. And we've provided some questions for your Connect Group leaders. I'd love for you guys to dive right in and, and talk about which ones impacted your life and challenged you the most.